0: We're talking hockey, Brawdy and Rupper talking hockey. Big guest coming.
1: That's right. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. It's a beautiful night for hockey on YouTube. That beautiful voice you just heard was our pal, the pals, our Canadian friend at Bubba Gumpino. Gumpy, how you doing? All
0: is well, my friend. Need a stars dub tonight, though. Need a bounce back tonight, boys. <laughs>
1: The boys need to bounce back after last night. I am your host, of course, at Nick Morado, and joining us, uh, as he is all season long, the man himself, Rupper Mike Rupp. Rupp, how are we doing, bud?
2: I'm doing well, fellas. Uh, excited, man! I'm pumped to have our first guest. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be great. Uh, we'll get to it in, in a minute, but uh, you know, the, we're we're looking at these games in in the. All this stuff going on here in this league right now. There's so many teams, right? That we're like, I, I, I I'm watching these games and, and shocked at some of these guys that are doing what they're doing right now. We got Ovi here. Ovi's got to talk already in this game tonight. I mean, hockey's live and well right now. And uh, yeah, man. So let's get into it.
1: It is, it is live and well. But are you alive? Are you alive? Are you living? Go live! Shout out to our sponsor, Seat Geek. Uh, check out the link in the bio in the description of this YouTube live right now for fifteen percent off tickets to any NHL game you want. Shout out to our friends at SeatGeek; uh, they're they're hooking it up for you guys. Hey, people need to get in these buildings. The penguin sellout streak just ended. Uh, there were a couple what? other sellout streaks that just ended. People, I'm seeing some empty seats here. I'm not too
2: happy about it. We need to get people What's back. What's going on in the down there
0: in Pittsburgh? Uh, how many
2: games was that, hey. man? Nick, Nick, what does that do to you? What uh, does that Do to your soul? Six hundred. Six hundred some.
1: Oof. Yeah, since two thousand seven, I believe. Uh, it it. You know, it's 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 tough because it kind of signals to me the end of an era. It's kind of signals that the Crosby Malkin uh, Latang era is in its twilight years, where we're at the end of end of that. And those are those are guys who I grew up with my whole life, and they kind of revitalized the hockey in Pittsburgh. It's it's tough to see, but it's not for lack of effort. It's just, Hey, times are tough. People are coming out of pandemic. People don't want to be in huge crowds. People, a lot of people got laid off. We get it. So we're trying to do people a favor here. Shout out the seat geek for, for hooking everybody up. Um, having said that let's get right into it. Uh, we're about to talk to a man and thankfully because we I know you've been doing about 10 hours of radio and TV between last night and this morning, you're running ragged. So we had to bring in another guy off the bench here, uh, this man just threw one of the craziest Superman punches we've seen in a long time, uh, a couple weeks ago, against the Winnipeg Jets. He's a legend in Buffalo. His dad was a legend in Buffalo. Now he's over there in Minnesota. Uh, Marcus Foligno. Marcus, thank you for joining us, brother. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Yeah, buddy. Absolutely, I man.
3: Wait, it you're a, it in, a, it a, so you're, you're failed, in Seattle was a right failed now. failed Superman punch, by the way. that was a failed Superman punch. <laughs>
2: that was a fail? <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's get, let's get right into that because we, we were sitting here and we are talking about bringing someone on, and, and I saw that mic'd up piece. I think the, the Minnesota MinnesotaWild.com uh, put that out there. Your mic'd up piece. I'm like, what a time. The mic'd up piece, the Superman punch, the crazy game, the way that that thing kind of you guys came back and battled. The, the crowd was loud. I got to ask you, though. Did you – just as a guy who fought before, I I was always nervous trying something new in a fight because a guy is trying to punch you in the face, right? You know, it's not really the time for experiments, you know? And did you know (laughs) you are going to do it? At what point did you decide you are going to try that?
3: Um, Honestly, I I didn't really know I was going to do it probably until I got to the the blue line, (laughs) at their blue line. I just thought, you know what? Like, um, it was one of those games where it was – Right out of the gates, I mean, Winnipeg, I think they were, you know, they haven't won a game, so they are pretty physical right off the get-go. They are kind of going after uh, one of our star players, Solve a little bit too hard, and, um, you know, that's just what teams do when they're kind of in a hole early, so I understand that point. But you want to respond and, you know, having the mic on that game or not on that game, I think it's just one of those things you just, you know, you're just in the moment. You had to play emotional that night, and it was our, it was our home opener. So, um, yeah, you just, you know, you challenge it. Dylan, who's a tough, tough, tough guy too. I found him before and he's got long arms and a long reach (laughs) and, uh, he's, uh, he's like, he's a competitor too. So I give him a lot of credit, but just one of those things I got close to him and I just, I know he had long arms and I'm just like, I gotta, I don't know, I'm going to go for it. So it was one of those things. I'm just like one, two, three, I just kind of push myself into it. I'm like, I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to go down with the swing here and we'll just see what happens. And, um, luckily I didn't fall on my face and embarrass myself. (laughs) And, um, you know, it ended up kind of getting separated and then we got back into kind of a regular fight after that. But, um, I've seen, uh, you know, I wouldn't lie. I've, I've obviously seen it before, um, with BX had done it. BX, and, right. And it's just, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, a tactic that I just, you know, I think it's good to keep opponents on their toes a little bit or just don't know what you're going to bring every night. I see some really, you know, well-known fighters in our leagues to this day that do it. Um, they have some, you know, different ways of handling a grab they are, you know, guys are a little bit more, um, you know, structured, and then they're, they're kind of holds and stuff. And um, not that I want to, you know, become that, you know, guy that's going to throw a punch like that every time, but hey, man, <laughs> maybe a while, so it was
2: good. What What about the uh, – so th- that that's the part with it too is, is having that mic on you, and there, there's almost like that little delay, right? Like you jump, you ah, boom, come in there like that, and the place went nuts. And, 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 like, I got goosebumps now talking about it when I'm hearing that it's like because that 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 footage looks like you, we're on the ice with you right and the crowd went nuts I'm just wondering the whole time that when when the fight was separated you guys go to the boxer. I actually think you went to the room did Brendan Dillon say something to you later like what the fuck what are you doing man what was that did he say anything about it
3: yeah I mean I think when it when it happened I mean it was just yeah he kind of you know he kind of got a little bit jumped from it and, and uh didn't know really what hit him and and then after we got to the box, we did look at each other and we just like, "Hey, good job!" But you can tell when you looked at me, he was like, "I like I dodged a <laughs> bullet there." So uh, <laughs> it was, you know, that, that's pretty much all it was said. And 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 after that, we you know we did our business and then played hockey after that. But um, yeah, you know, it just it was actually pretty, you know, in that moment when you when you did take a swing, I, I did hear the crowd go pretty loud after that. So uh, I think everyone was pretty fired up after after that uh, that moment.
1: Hey, rapper, I got something. Uh, you mentioned Marcus being mic'd up. And Marcus, uh, my boss, Pat McAfee, former NFL punter, played in the NFL for like eight, nine years. He talked about how guys in the NFL, when they're mic'd up, they're letting everybody know, like, hey, I am I got the mic. Yeah. I'm hot. Is it like that in hockey, too, where you boys doing that locker room? Like, hey, let's let's watch what we're saying here. Yeah, I think it's more for guys not sewering their teammates, you know?
3: Like, you know, <laughs> a guy makes a bad play. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Like, you know, kind of of fancy, like, I that's much more <laughs> for you guys, like, hey. Don't, you know, that's, that's, we don't want that on there, but yeah, I, I do let guys know, and um, you know, it's just one of those things, you just want to be cautious of, is, hey, we're, we're under a microscope these days, all the time now, so it's not like, uh, you know, Ruppers days a little bit when you, <laughs> you didn't have the hands and everything like that. What,
2: so what do you, what are you insinuate? What are you incinerating? There's no technology back when I played. <laughs>
3: Good no, old you're, boys.
2: You're, you're, you you're bang on though. You're the bang on. Instagram it's like maybe the Instagram
3: stuff maybe wasn't around. But it was <laughs> out, so, um, hey, but I I love that,
2: the that I love the clip.
3: The
2: yeah, I love the clip, and I love the the comeback there. Talk about like I mean, your team has been coming back in games. I mean, the Wild are exciting right now. Uh, the way that that Erickson I think, in that game. What he didn't he have the the tying goal and then the the OT winner. I mean, yeah. can you take us through and how crazy was was Excel up there in Minnesota?
3: Yeah, honestly, it was uh, we were just we were talking about it after the game was done. We're like, was that a playoff game? Like, was this like, is this game three of the season? Like, are we done here? For... It was insane. Like, uh, <laughs> it was that loud, and um, you know, that we we didn't really hear. We played, you know, we played Vegas in the playoffs last year with you know, 30% capacity, and, and uh, it didn't get that loud, obviously, but uh, it was it was unbelievable, that game, and Eric Sinek, you know, to cap it off with a hat trick, and over time, it was the barn, the, the roof was about to, you know, just take off, and um, I mean, I think the, the game-tying goal, you know, when that offside call got turned over, um, it was insane. You saw the offside call get turned over. People were leaving, so everyone starts running down the stairs, and before we know it, like the pucks drop, we throw it in the zone, and then Ericssonek bats it. Kind of a fluky, lucky play, and um, people are just going nuts. Like it, it, it kind of felt like we we you know, won a Stanley Cup game, and um, it was uh, <laughs> it was unbelievable. So uh, the celebration was was much needed, and it it made it pretty cool. You know, it was uh, it kind of capped off a time where we got all our fans back in the stands. So it was a, it was a heck of a, a heck of a game to bring them all back to that one.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sitting there and and looking, and uh, I know you're you're a Buffalo kid, and I love to talk a little bit about your your dad and a little bit here too, and obviously your brother your brother Nick, but this is the thing I'm I'm sitting there looking, and I knew I knew your your upcomings as far as playing the game. I, I knew you're from Buffalo. Uh, I, I knew you played in. So so the fans that are there, maybe you know all these places, obviously, but maybe some don't know Sudbury, right? I went, I played in the OHL and my agent at the time, I was I was from Cleveland and my agent said, hey, here's the play before the OHL draft. He goes, you're an American kid. All you got to say is I'm not going to report to any team that's not either in the States or at least close to it. So I'm like, what does that mean? I don't even know some of these teams in the OHL. He's like, you're not going to Sudbury. You're not going to North Bay. <laughs> it's going to snow every day. You're never going yeah. to So I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, man, played in Sudbury? I like it. I mean, that was a tough place to go and play. <laughs> so you, you played in Sudbury in the OHL. Yeah. You're from Buffalo originally. Then you play for the Sabres, okay? And then you find yourself in Minnesota like, good Lord, do you own, do you own shorts or sandals? or like, you're, These are like the three coldest places in North America.
3: I know. I know. It's, 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 uh, looking back at am like, man, it'd be so nice to play for Florida or something like that. And one, one of these, one of these teams that enjoys sun year round, but I don't know. It's, I, I grew up in that hockey family. And that feeling of man, when it's cold out and you're going to the rink on a freezing day, like, I don't know. I grew up liking that. And, uh, it feels real. It feels like the hockey season's there. So I enjoy that. I know Sudbury is, it's a mining town, it's hardworking town, and I, I got pretty um, comfortable with playing in front Blue of things like that, hard-working people. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you went from Sudbury to Buffalo, just blue-collar, you know, hard-working people that love their sports, and, um, you know, Minnesota's no different. I mean, I think Minnesota, for sure, a little bit more upscale, in a sense, with, you know, Minneapolis and stuff like that, you're getting a bigger city, but... Um, it's great people and, and you're great fan bases and I'm lucky to be playing for those those types of teams so far in my career so I mean yeah it's it's, it's been a whirlwind I'm, I'm sure that uh, you know Sudbury made, 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 made me tougher a little bit just for the harsh winters and just the, the style of play being up in Sudbury but um, I know maybe being in the Erie Otter would have been different for you I know you played there so uh, the <laughs> winters are still tough there I, I bet but not as long and drooling <laughs> as uh, Sudbury for sure
2: yeah, you, you talked about it making it tougher. It, it's got to make it tougher, right? Yeah, you, you, you can sit there. You go outside, and it's when I got traded to Minnesota. I remember um, there was thirty consecutive days of negative weather, and I was like, "This is this for real? Like, where where are you at?" Right but but I, I will say this. With that being said, I would move to Minnesota tomorrow, tomorrow, and, and live there. I love Minnesota. I love the embracing of the outdoors, man. I love going He's from the ice fishing to the, the the lakes in the in the summertime. Yeah. It's a great spot. Uh, but you talk about how maybe geographically it's kind of helped you, yeah, with toughness. But I, I'd have to assume, man, you got a lot of toughness from your dad. I mean, you, your dad, yeah. Mike Felino, You're talking uh, Over a thousand games in the NHL, over two thousand penalty minutes. And one of the things I love the most, and I, I saw this clip where uh, it was you guys and your dad. Uh, you, Nick, and your dad talking. And, it, it, and Nick said something where the boys were giving him a, a hard time, like, hey, man, your first NHL goal, you're going to jump. You're going to jump like the like your pops. And, and, and your dad was known for getting so excited when he scored. He's jumping up and down with the Maple Leafs. And uh, I, I love it. And I I start watch this, and I'm like, and I got goosebumps again when I'm watching you guys score at the NHL level, both of you, and you're giving them that, that homage, right? You're jumping up and down. Can yeah. like you talk about how – uh, what he's meant to you because these you know you're talking about the first time I interviewed your brother I remember I was done it, you know I was done playing the game and I started doing this TV stuff and I interviewed Nick and I'm like this guy this guy's a captain like this guy is a captain and then I talked to Billy Garen, uh your, your GM about you and he goes this guy's a leader man because I was asking him about the overturn in Minnesota with with the big moves that were made and he's like yeah we, we're good we've got guys we've got Marcus he, he he's a leader is that all come from your dad? And like, how did that develop? How did you guys get to, you know, you you you're only what two or three years old at the, probably the end of his career, so you didn't necessarily yeah. see him play that way. How did you get that in your game?
3: Yeah, I think you know that that came to my game from. I mean, my dad just you know I was lucky enough to have him, um, you know, coach after his career too. He coached, uh, you know, he coached the Colorado Avalanche for three years um you know just after they uh sorry before they won the cup in 2001 i believe and um he was down to hershey in the junior hershey bears in the AHL, and then we kind of went all over and followed his coaching career and that's when we ended up in Sudbury. but just being around the rink and then um you know obviously yes we saw you know i got to see his uh old videos of, of his highlights the reels and his goals he scored and the fights he did and um, but I think the one thing that stuck out, stuck out with me with my dad is as I got older, um, meeting ex teammates of his and what they would say about my dad made me kind of realize, you know, the hard and soul player that he was and what he meant to those guys and, um, you know, everyone just said, you know, unbelievable teammate, you know, put, put the team first, put guys first, made sure everyone was doing well. And that just, that was stuck with Nick and I, and, um, I don't know. I think that that's just a winning formula. I don't think I've ever seen a Stanley cup team, um, be, you know, different or separated. I don't think you can win the Stanley Cup that way. I mean, rubber, you know, um, you need everyone in the right direction and pulling for each other and um, just seeing the way my dad played heart and soul and gave it every, all, all he's got every night. And um, yeah, just that, that, that's one thing that stuck with me. I mean, the work ethic that he brought and the intensity that he brought um, that rubbed off on Nick and I. And then, you know, that stems from when he would come to watch us play. And if we didn't do that, he would let us know. So it's one of those things that we got (laughs) ingrained early that like, Hey, this is the way you're going to play because you know, you are a felino and this is what we do. And, and it's the right way to play. Like, it's just the passion of the game. And that's what we, he gave us passion to, to love the game and never forced it on us. And that's the one thing too, he's never forced the game on us. He wanted to make us love it ourselves and enjoy it and have so much fun with it, but you're going to do it the right way. You're not going to cheat the game. You're not going to cheat your teammates. And, um, and just the way he played, that's how he played every night, heart and soul. He'd stick up for teammates. And, um, I think Nick and I always looked at that as that's something that goes a long way with, uh, with a team. And, and, and that's how you build a winning relationship. So that's just something that we learned from him. And, um, and just the way he is, is as a person off the ice. I mean, he's an unbelievable father, but, He's a guy that will come up to anyone and shake their hand, look them in the eyes, and introduce himself. He doesn't walk by people. Just the type of person he was raised and um, is rubbed off on us, and I think that's where the leadership qualities that he possesses uh, is, is a little bit different from others.
1: Hey, Marcus. Uh, sorry, Rob, but Marcus, your last name, Fellino. Are you Italian? Is that Italian heritage? I am Italian. Can't speak a lick of it, but I am Italian, yeah.
0: Knew it. See, that's it. It's no, all never, in the genes. Talked, the hard hey, work.
2: Great, touch great class, Great, Nick.
0: Touch a glass.
1: Like touch of
0: class. Marcus, you so were much. talking about you were talking about your home games being electric. You go to Vancouver last night, full barn there, knock them off. Beautiful win. Thank you for that. Um <laughs> And then you go, and now you're in Seattle. That place is going to be chaos. What's it been like, whether on the road or at home? How good is it just to feel that electricity of all the fans in the building? It's been amazing. I mean, last
3: night, Vancouver was really cool. I mean, they got the whole, you know, stadium in Canada, you know, singing the O'Canada National Anthem because it's been so long since they've been there. So you get goosebumps right away from the puck drop. And, you know, it just says a lot about our team. to kind of go into places like that and – and, and um, you know, fight against that adversity and, you know, a team that's revved up and pumped up too. So, um, and it just, you know, seeing Seattle, I mean, it's going to be exciting tomorrow. We, you know, checked out the ring today. It's, it's phenomenal. It's unbelievable. And, um, a lot like kind of like Vegas. I mean, they have two scoreboards like jumbotrons in there. It's not just one, they have two. So it's a, it's a, it's a big production here in Seattle and it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. That's business sure. money. A lot of intensity and in they're just coming off a big win against Montreal too. So, um, it's great though. I mean, this is what we play for. We play for, uh, the fans and, and, then that, that emotion of the game and the momentum swings and, um, something that was definitely missing. I mean, we had to create a lot of that on our own last year just by playing the game, but, uh, the fans, man, it's, it's, it's unbelievable with them there and, and cheering you on or, or booing you. It's, it's, I'd rather have people booing me than nothing at all.
1: So it's, <laughs> uh, it's a blast.
2: What about, what about last year? Hey, speak- Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick.
1: Oh, uh, I was gonna say. Speak. You mentioned last year, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. The, he was the. He's the. He's the rookie on the team. Comes over from Russia. What is he? Twenty-four years old. Uh, I, I'm just curious. Think, how did he fit in with you guys? Years old. He might be. 30 yeah. Right. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I want to know.
0: Where's the I want to know how he's guy. <laughs>
1: I want to know how he fit in with you guys. Then he signs the big deal and he hasn't scored yet this year. We know he's going to, we know he's going to light it up, but if you guys have been on him so far, like, Hey, what's the deal? What's going on, man?
3: Yeah. yeah. We said, you're going to start spreading the wealth here. Every go Every <laughs> day you go, we get to come with your paycheck a little bit. So, um, no, he's, he's been, you know what? He's been one of those guys that he's still creating a lot of offense. It's one of those things. He's a little bit snake bit and um, maybe, maybe trying too hard in a sense of he wants to do a lot and, um, but I mean, it's one thing if he, if you know, if he's not creating chances or he's not working. I mean, the guy is battling out yeah. there and he's doing a lot of great things and and setting up. I mean, he's hit crossbars and posts and um, it's come close a couple of times. So we know it's gonna. It's not gonna be long until he has you know multi-point games and, and things like that start picking up. I mean, it's you know, it, I know the, the the contract might play in the back of you know people's minds on the outside thinking, oh, he just got paid and all that stuff where you know he might be comfortable, but he's not. You know, he's. He's ticked off when he doesn't score on shifts like that. It's the same guy he was last year, and I think that's what you know us teammates respect so much about him is the guy just is the same person every night. So um, he's an unbelievable player for us. Um, he's worth every penny, and uh, he's a big part of this this team moving forward. So he's been great, and his English has been a little better this year too. So that's been nice.
2: <laughs> is he is he trying? I played a lot of Russians. They don't try. Yeah. I mean, I sit there listening. <laughs> I was in I was in Columbus with Nikolai Zherdev. And and every time something was told to him that was maybe in a negative tone, I uh, not to understand. Nick, you've been here for fucking seven years. Like, come <laughs> on,
4: dude. You, you understand. Yeah.
2: What, you understand what you understand what he says. Get out there on the power play. Like, you understand this. So, oh, he, yeah. so Caril's trying here.
3: Yeah, yeah, he is. He's not just waiting for the five on three. He's actually, uh he's actually giving it <laughs> no, he, he has, he's. Uh, yeah, he's he's learning. He's talking a lot more. I think just, the, you know, being more comfortable. Last year was just an eye-opener. And, you know, I mean, I think about it, too. The guy came over during the <laughs> pandemic. Like, there's yeah. nothing you can do. And not even enjoy Minnesota, the Minneapolis. Like, get outside, enjoy the guys, go for drinks, go for dinner. Like, he wasn't doing any of that stuff. So, um, this year, it's definitely better. I mean, Rupert, you know, like, he came out to one of the, I think, Jared Spurgeon's house and he died on it. And he's like, wow, like, this is this is actually in Minnesota. Like he didn't know what neighborhoods existed like that. So he like everything's just new to this guy and he's just, he's, he's taking it on this year. So um, he's been, a, he's been a lot better talking wise and he, he gets a lot of it now.
2: I talked to, I talked to Zach Parise last year and I go, Hey, what's the kid like? Like, I don't know. There's just something about him that like from the out as an outsider watching the game where I'm like, I, I he's got this swagger that I, I love. Right. And Zach's like, He's a beauty rapper. You'd love him. Like he and, and the one thing that I noticed, and I started following, obviously he had a, a long drag it out, slug it out negotiation going to get that contract. And it's like he's in the midst of this. These reports, Mike Russo's writing this stuff, and it's like, is he gonna be ready for camp? Meanwhile, this dude's on Instagram wakeboarding. <laughs> no contract. He's just like he's living life. Like, is he just an absolute beauty or what?
3: Yeah, he is. He's uh I mean he's He's as relaxed as they come, but at the same time, he's uh, he's very competitive. I mean, he'll he'll want to do stuff with with the guys in the room. I mean, we had a we had soccer volleyball this morning. That was pretty competitive with that guy. So everything that yeah. you do is just he, he's great. He likes to get together for dinners and stuff like that too. So he's um, he's got the mentality where you know he he might come across as a little bit um, you know wanting to be the best or you know thinks he's the best, but this guy's totally for the team and, and wants to get together with the guys. And it's, it's honestly like, he's not, to me, he's not Russian. Like I call him, like he's, he's like from a different North, you know, the woods of, of Russia. Like he's not the, the city slicker type guy. So <laughs> he's, uh, he's right up my alley and uh, he's been, he's been a treat to play with so far. Yeah.
2: Go, uh, go uh, hey, so, ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Nick.
1: Yeah. I was just, I was going to ask. Um, so with him and you now, and I know you're not a spring chicken, but you're not you're not an old guy. You lose um, Suter and Parise this off season, who were kind of the guys there for years, and I assume they were the leaders and all that in the locker room. and, and it, it, Is that did you kind of take it upon yourself, or was it kind of a thing in the locker room, like, hey, boys, let's uh, we gotta gotta step up now. It's someone else's turn to kind of lead and, and kind of roll with it because it's uh, it's impressive to see. Uh, what you guys did last year, and then and then to carry it over the start you're on so far. Yeah, I mean,
3: we lost two big guys, kind of face of the franchise for a long time, and um, you know, players that uh, you know were heck of a you know heck of players. Not, not I like guess I've said this before, not because of lack of effort, but you know, we made changes, and Billy's come here and, and wanted to make changes, and and when things don't haven't been working for a while, it's just what's kind of what happens in this league, and. Um, you know, it's, it's just, you have to take it upon yourself. I mean, me being an assistant captain this year, I, I wanted to step up, and um, it's a huge honor to, to, to get a letter and um, to replace those guys, too, in a way. I don't want to replace them and try to be someone I'm not, but uh, we have a lot of guys on this team that can step up into different roles, and um, you saw last year, like Eric Sinek, you know, he got more more of a bigger role, in, you know, look at the season he had last year, and, you know, those guys Beast. now that are coming into you know, we need more of Kevin Fiala this year and it's, it's going to really bring some guys up and even the back end, you know, with Matt Dumba and and Brodeen. I think, you know, most underrated player in the league, I think is Jonas Brodeen. and he's getting more of a, of a, of a face time now for the franchise, for the franchise and uh, rightfully so. So I just think it's, it just changes what, it's what's happening right now. And I think, you know, we're, we're really getting guys that are stepping up to the occasion and wanting that. And that's, that's exciting for our team. And, um, you know, it's 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 great to be a part of the leadership group, but we got so many great guys with experience on our team right now. It's easy to kind of bounce off um, when you're in tight games and or you're maybe down a goal. Our team doesn't panic, and that's what's pretty exciting right now. So it's been a great vibe in the dressing room. All the boys are getting along, and um, we're having fun right now. And it's it's off to a good
2: start. The the I, I when I got I got a funny Jared Spurgeon story, and, and you talk about leadership, and you've got the A, and, and we know that obviously with uh, kind of turning the page and the, the, the difficult decisions that Billy Garen had to make with, you know, Miko Koivu was the longtime captain. Now it's Jared Spurgeon. And uh, so this was probably back in 2013. I got traded to the Wild and um, from, from the Rangers. And they're, the team's playing. They're on the road in, in Arizona. I fly into Minnesota and there's no one there, right? So I, I go and I'm practicing. Uh, I'm just trying to get on the ice on the off day. They're playing that night in Arizona. And I, I get on the ice um, with one of the skills coaches, and I walk in the locker room, and <laughs> I sit there, and I'm in the changing room, and there's like this this little kid in here, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, oh hey, hey how are you? How are hey, you? I'm, like, I'm, I'm Mike. I just got traded here, <laughs> and uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm Jared, and he's, you know, he's he soft spoken. He was just coming into the league. And I, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. I like that because you know how sometimes like when the team's on the road and whether you're recovering from an injury or whatever yeah. the circumstances, like they'll sometimes have a maybe a local goaltender, a local player come and pass you pucks. I'm like, cool. They brought a kid out to to pass me some pucks so I can get some shots. And and so we go on the ice and I'm like, this kid's pretty fucking good. <laughs> like, I'm like, who is this <laughs> Yeah. And, and and I swear to God, I that we end that uh, end that practice. I come to the rink the next day. The team comes back from Arizona. We have a real practice, and he's getting ready in the locker room. And I'm like, "Wait, this guy's on the team? Like, he? <laughs> and I had no idea. I had no idea. And oh, it was Jared Spurgeon, man. I love that cute little fella. And in and, and I love I love his development in his career because he he is probably one of the hardest players I ever practice against uh he he just he's smart he knows when to strike he'll stay off you and he 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 knows when to get in there get under your hands and uh you know how's he been as a captain with this squad
3: he's been great i mean I, like you said the i think the hockey iq on this guy is, is off the charts um that's what makes him so special is like you know the physic, you know physical side of it isn't in his favor but man he like just leans on guys in different spots and pushes guys up pucks and I always said that when he's 70 years old, he's still going to look the same way he is now. It's just the way his face is. We call him mother face. The thing is just, it's perfect. No <laughs> facial hair. He he looks probably like he did when he was 12. So um, yeah, he's been, and, and I think just, you know, being a captain, just the consistency, that guy just brings consistency all the time. I mean, day in and day out, he just is a pro's pro, shows up, he demands, you know, everyone to follow him. And that's what leaders, great leaders do, right? They just make sure everyone's following them in the right order and, um, it's an easy guy to follow like that. I mean, he's special. He's a big part of our, our room, obviously. And, um, he says the right things at the right time I and mean, he's not a big, you know, yeller or screamer. I think that's more me and Matt Dumba's jobs, but, um, he's definitely a guy that just everyone, when he speaks, he you li- you listen to him, he knows what he's talking about when you move on. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing the the career he's kind of cut out for himself from what, you know, it goes as a drafted player to kind of get him bounced around and, um, Ends up being in Minnesota for a long time and being a huge part of the franchise. Now it's been awesome.
2: I got I got one last one for you, and I appreciate you staying on longer than, than, no, than no we worse. were originally uh, planning on. But uh, so I I texted uh, Dumbs and I was like Dumba, like Hey, we're having your boy Moose on. I'm like, get, give me something, man. What's the song? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm giving him the. I was giving him <laughs> <was giving, laughs> the opportunity, and and Dumbs didn't get back to me, so I'm gonna give you the opportunity. To get dumped. tell us something about Matt Dumba that we can absolutely sewer him out here on this podcast.
3: Oh man, oh man, i there's uh, I don't know where to begin with this guy. Um, there's too many stories with him, but uh, he, he's an absolute character. I mean, I think, um, whether it's um, you know, he had a Maserati, uh, a couple uh years ago, he had this Maserati, uh, is it a Ghibli or whatever it was called? I forget that way to pronounce that name. But this guy almost got to like an accident on the way. Like he, yeah. he had this Maserati for like the longest time and it was like run down, beaten up. And Dumb's always <laughs> like to do this thing where before games, I guess he likes to push the time. Like he likes to he likes to kind of come in, cut it close, right? Gets the adrenaline pumping before the game. You know, you're supposed to be there at five o'clock Well, he'll get in at, you know, 4.55 or something like that just to get the blood going. So I guess one time... His Maserati—I don't think he had an oil change for like a long time—and and, and uh, I guess his RPN's on the way and just they just stuck to like like all the way to six. So like this guy was going down the highway, ninety-four, and was just going all the way to St. Paul, <laughs> and he was absolutely ripping, like one thirty or something. Couldn't do it. Put a forward flash on. He's honking. He's going on the side of the road. This guy went all the way off. I think he ended up like putting the parking brake on, slamming it. Well, he's like thirty minutes late to late to the game. And like I think I think ambulance or like cops had to show up and bring this guy in. And it's just like this is the type of i mean, this is my first year with this guy. I'm like, what is the matter with you? Like should you get enough money? He should be getting escorted to the ring by himself anyways. Isn't he to probably have a driver now, but this is the type of guy. I mean, he's just one of the funniest guys out there. I mean, he's um He's probably one of the guys that uh, I've ever had steal my uh, hotel key and then hide in my closet, and scare the shit out of me when I come to my hotel room. Like he's one of those guys. So he's always up for a, <laughs> a good thing. Um, I mean, the embarrassing stories on this guy, I don't really have too many. He's uh, no, that's he's good. Guy, I
2: put you on. The, I put you on the spot there. He's so always no. the guy that's
3: doing doing the shit to everyone else. So that's that's <laughs> pretty much how it goes. But
1: yeah, he's he's a great great teammate. Hey, that's the guy you want to be. Never the guy getting pranked, the guy doing the stuff. Moose, I got one more question before we let you out of here. Um, it's something we try to ask all the guests when we have them on. Uh, if you were in charge, let's say you were in Gary Bettman's shoes for, for one day, uh, let me know what you would like to change or add or get rid of in today's current modern NHL game. Like, What's something you want to see changed or just done away with? With the rules? anything could be rules could be something you'd like to get added in could be anything
3: um i i would like to see like i think i really liked our a little bit of the schedule last season where you did get a little bit of two you know a little mini mini uh tournament or a little weekend and you know you played two games in nashville you played two games and i i did i did like that i think it caused um a little bit of rivalry and and um You know, it was just nice to be in that city for a while, too. Um, I did like the schedule a little bit in that sense. It was easier a little bit on travel. You know, you're not kind of going from, you know, playing right to playing right, getting in late in different cities. I think that was a nice touch. Um, I think think the other thing is just just, uh, goaltender interference. I think just some some (laughs) greasy calls right now. And I think, you know, the leverage has gone to goaltenders a little bit too much lately. And. I know maybe Cam Talvin on my team will mother F me, but uh, it's just one of those things. Well, I don't know. I just think that there's, there's so many, you know, these goals are so good now they're, they're coming out and then, you know, kind of, you know, diving or, or, or initiating the contact when you're outside the crease. And if your butt touches them, it's just one thing. It's just that there's a lot of gray area there. So, um, you know, other than that, I just think that, um, you know, with the, with maybe with the league of how we can make our league better, create more revenue um, on that side of things. I think we know we're doing a great job now with the TV deal with TNT and ESPN, and that's been huge for our league, um, which has been really cool. But I think anything we can do to, to promote our game and make it bigger is something that I would see the league do more of. And I think it's on the right path. I think we're doing a lot of good things now. Being a part of uh, being a player rep and being in the HLPA, um, we're starting to hear a lot of great things coming out of it, and. What we're doing to kind of make this game even better, so um, and reaching areas that have, you know don't really have hockey. I think it's one of the main um, kind of concerns with what we are we're trying to do and accomplish, and um, it's kind of coming around now. So it's nice to see.
1: Hey, I mean, well said, well spoken. Bettman should give you a one-on-one and kind of t- listen to these ideas because that was It was beautiful. <laughs> it was perfectly laid out, and I don't think it was asking for too much either. To be honest, I think it was. I think it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, I know. He's giving us a winter classic this year, so I'm happy with him.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I is, love that. I can't oh. wait to see you guys in that, but uh You played hey, in, a couple, eh, you play in a couple, eh, Rupper? What's that? You played in a couple? Yeah. No, you're going to love it there. The only thing that sucks is it's going to be minus 42 degrees <laughs> there. Yeah, I just hope <laughs> <if> there's no <laughs> to sun like that.
0: last year. Christ.
3: I <laughs> know. Uh, I know. We're playing a night game, too, 6 p.m., so it's going to be pretty Jeez, nice. It'll be nice to see the lights. And uh, that target field where the Twins play is going to be pretty sweet, so. It's gonna be awesome. Good rival game. That's a beautiful that's awesome, man.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> hey, knock off the thank tomorrow you tomorrow night, Ah, huh? let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on. We
1: need you. We need no. you. No.
3: We're good. We'll be we'll be ready for those guys tomorrow night. It'll be
1: fun to figure out. Let's game. go. Yeah. We'll see Appreciate you, your brother. Good luck out there tomorrow night. Thanks for Thanks, taking man. the time. Yeah.
2: Thank you, hey, buddy. No Appreciate nice it. Nice meeting you guys.
1: Appreciate it. Cheers, boss. Everybody, everybody in the chat, everybody listening, go give this guy a follow on Instagram at Marcus Foligno, 17. He's a real beauty. He's a stud. Thank you, Marcus. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Hey, rupper, good booking right there. Good work on your
2: part. Hey, you know what I love about this, though? And, and I love the, the, the realness of, of the live aspect of it. Dude, I jumped on all of you guys 74 times in that interview. So we, we got to clean it up, and that's the beauty of this, right? People tuning in here, we want realness. We want this is real. We, we don't know what we're doing. We're figuring this out as we go along, and that's the beautiful side of it. And we've got – I'm pumped that we had him as our first guy. He's blue-collar through and through, plays the game the right way. So does his brother. So did his dad. I love him, and he's turned himself into a heck of a player, man, a leader for this wild team. But don't sleep on the wild. Don't sleep on them, man. They can, they can do some damage this year. I really do believe that.
1: No, he was awesome. And we joke about it all the time on Pat show and we talk about being blue collar and what that means. And that, yeah. that guy's the definition of it. Yeah, like you 100%. said, being raised the right way from his old man. Like that, it just goes to show what that can do for you. You know, you don't have to have the most money in the world. You don't have to be the fastest guy. You could just, you could just work your ass off and you'll get to where you want to go. And of course, of course, of course he's Italian.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a bonus, right?
1: It's always a bonus. Uh, Gumpy, you were you were very adamant about uh, them beating up on Seattle. Are you starting to give into the little rivalry of the hometown thing? Like, I know you say you're not a Vancouver Canucks guy, you're a Stars fan, but being from there, are you starting to get a little jealous that the Kraken are getting all the buzz?
0: Uh, I think it's kind of just a bitter thing cuz Seattle got rid of the Sonics. I think I'm still bitter about that.
2: You big you you know what? That I was a huge Sonics fan growing up. I had two posters over my bed. One was Cam Neely and one was Sean Kemp and I yeah. was like I love Sean Kemp. And then I don't know, maybe 15 years too late, he becomes a Cleveland Cavalier and he's like 87 pounds overweight. And he can't Jesus. jump. And the Rain Man couldn't dunk <laughs> anymore. And so I didn't really get a <laughs> really root for him. <laughs> but I, I love the Sonics. I love the Sonics when they're out there in Seattle.
0: The Rain Man did uh, not deserve that. They're fucking a body t-shirts already.
2: <laughs> guys guys had enough. No, don't get me wrong. He just wasn't the player with the Cavs as I thought he should be or would have been. I just
0: think I just think after Vegas doing so well as an expansion team, like Let's ease into it. We don't need another expansion team running the table right off the hop here. Let's beat them
1: down a little bit. Feel some pain before you get some wins. You know what I mean? Well, the good news is it feels like that's not going to happen. It feels like the Kraken are going to scratch and claw their way to victories. Like they finally got their first home win the other night. Uh, Robert, did you get a chance to watch any of that game? What'd you think? I know they did a little. Um, they did a little. Did they do a little banner raising uh, for the uh, old Seattle Metropolitans, the, the first American team to win a Stanley Cup from back in nineteen
2: seventeen? They they're taking some heat, and they're taking some heat because of that, and also they raised that banner for. They retired the number 32 because they're the 32nd team in the league. I don't know what you guys think about it. Uh, you know, and the National Predators took some heat a few years ago because they said they they put a banner up at Bridgestone Arena because they won the division. A lot of teams are like, come on, man, what are you doing? But I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I don't mind it. You're a new franchise. You're trying to create some buzz. You're trying yeah. to honor the history uh, and and it, people talk about uh the history in Seattle. I don't think a lot of people know about it. So right. I kind of liked it. Hey, let's remind everybody that where this started back way back in the early 1900s, there was a team here and they were good. They won a Stanley cup. So let's, let's honor and commemorate those guys because look, I mean, it does. Well, I was trying to think about those franchises that moved. I don't know if any of them ever won. I was thinking of Hartford moving to Carolina and Atlanta, moving up to Winnipeg and, uh, do they keep the banners from the old franchise? If there are any, what do they have, division banners? Yes, yeah, Minnesota? I, no,
0: the Stars would have went with the Stars to Dallas. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but but as far as the, just putting the banners up there, I agree with you, man. Just you, got, you create your own buzz. It's for your fans. You don't care what anybody else thinks. You know, you're doing that for your fan base, and uh, I'm good with that. Hey, stars are cooking, okay. Stars are
0: cooking early boys.
2: Hey, uh another uh I know we're uh we got some games to talk about here and you know, I know we got to transition because we got a lot of news in the hockey world. Uh right now though, uh, we can get back to this in a little bit, but the Blackhawks are up 2 cob on the Leafs. I mean, this is not good for the Toronto Maple Leafs, man. Like the the Toronto Son Maple Leafs Son of a Leafs, bitch I, uh, dude. I knew it i
0: knew it i knew it you can't bet the, on the least... fucking maple buds
1: dude they stink <laughs> i took the leafs puck stink. line yeah i, I do because we I... talked we yeah. talked on hammer down about it being a, a scandal game and as everyone knows the blackhawks right now are in the middle of a transition here they cleaned out their entire front office they're facing uh the the ramifications and the, and the aftermath of uh the sexual abuse stuff and the cover-up they fire their gm they fire the president uh now coach q coach quinville who was the coach at the time is down in florida he's coaching tonight i know a lot of people aren't happy about that um it's it's a shame and it's it's saddening and disgusting and 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 we're condemning it and we hate that we have to talk about it but You know, it's good that people are coming forward and making this stuff known so that, you know, we hopefully can eliminate this moving forward. And and the Blackhawks, you know, they they took too long to fix it. But here they're 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 making they're trying to at least make things right now. And hopefully the people who suffered in this get their justice and uh, and can find peace with everything because it was a disgusting situation. And and we hope we don't have to deal with it anymore. There's still new information coming out. Well, you know, we hope everyone uh, finds their solace and finds their peace and is able to move forward in somewhat of a positive light and, and try and take something so negative and turn it into more of a positive direction because we don't need that in the game, man. We don't need any of that stuff going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, you sit here and we, we this is something that you, we got to talk about, and, and I think that that was probably – not not probably. It was the problem through this whole process. It wasn't talked about. And there's victims involved Bingo. here, um, so you know we wouldn't be doing our due diligence. Not to bring it up, we we know fans, uh, the following the hockey world know this is an ongoing thing. But we're also not gonna um, try to fill in the blanks here, right? It's an ongoing investigation. It seems like day by day, hour by hour, we're gonna learn more and find out more. But the one thing we can we can say without a doubt is it was mishandled, and that there it went from Bingo. it went from one victim to another victim, it never should have happened. So I- until this investigation plays itself out, uh, we're just going to try to listen to what the, the people that are hired to figure these things out say. But in the meantime here, it's, uh, I think we got to learn something here. It's, there's certain things, whether it's – I don't know. I think it as a player inside the locker room, there's – the locker room's a safe space, right? And we don't talk about and let things get outside the locker room whether it's personal life or struggles or this or that, or maybe dust-ups in the locker room. I mean, there's all a wider range of things. But at the end of the day, there's, there's things bigger than hockey. And you, you can't have that same code of conduct when it's something like this. And I, as, from being a player, I, I, I don't like to assume, but everybody had to have known something. And nothing was talked about. Nothing was said that's a problem that's got to change in this culture in in society in general. You see something wrong, you got to talk about it and it's got to be carried out. So um, I know we don't want to spend too much on it. That's what's going on. Uh, There's plenty of reporting going out there from the insiders that are, they're kind of giving you the up-to-date stuff, but we would be wrong not to talk about it. Um, You know, it's always tough to transition back to the game, but at the same time, this is also a, a Blackhawks team that's really struggling on the ice, and that's what we want to talk yeah. about, uh, you know, I, I more importantly. But um, this is a team that just doesn't – they don't look, hey, uh, John Tavares just got it back within one there for Nick. Uh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's always a tough transition to go back to that, but that's what we're here for. We're talking about the, the games on the ice, but we'd be wrong if we didn't talk about that for a moment. But this Hawks team, man, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know – what goes on here um, moving forward as far as they're on ice? I mean, uh, you could say the same with the Leafs. I mean, the, these are yeah. two teams here that I think that we are – everybody was expecting a lot more for, and they've been very disappointing up to this point.
1: Hey, I'm going I'm to talk about this both from a uh, play perspective and then from a gambling betting perspective as a fan. Like, we see this all the time. We see teams slump and go through these uh, these downturns where you know the talent – is capable of so much more than what they're doing and sometimes and I think this is what's going on with the Leafs is they're just a little bit Marcus Foligno talked about it earlier they're just a little bit snake bit where all the numbers if you pay attention to any analytics and all that stuff that everyone's saying the Leafs should be scoring and they're just not they're historically low shooting percentage right now they're not getting uh, great goaltending on the back end Um, it seems to be uh, a situation where you feel like they will probably play their way out of it, and and we know the joke: bad things always happen in Leafs, and anything that can't go wrong will go wrong, and and that, that feels like that's kind of been the case here with the start for them. The Blackhawks, I, I don't know. It seems a little bit more than that. It seems like fundamentally, like maybe yeah. it's the coach, maybe it's the system. They just they injected some new players. They got a new the, the high big money contract to Seth Jones. They get market. Mark Andre Fleury coming over, like he's a he's a stabilizing force. It should feel like, and they just haven't had it. I think there might be more to it that with the with the Blackhawks than just uh, they, they got to play their way out of it. They might it might be time to uh, make a coaching change. I don't know anything about Jeremy Colleton in terms of, like personally or 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 the type of system he plays, but it just feels like that team is not responding to him uh, and and the things he's trying to do behind the bench and, and some, I mean, Hey, as a Pittsburgh fan, I've seen it work wonders where you make that coaching change and Robbie, you can speak to this. Cause you've probably been a part of teams where the coach had to go and they bring in a new guy kind of reinvigorate you guys.
2: Yeah. Did, did you guys see the the clip the other day where they call the timeout? I had never seen this before. And Jeremy Carlton said it was, it's not unusual that it happens there in Chicago, but he calls a timeout and he hands the players on the ice, the dry erase board. And then just steps back against the glass. And I'm thinking to myself, what? I mean, it makes your mind wander. To, does that mean you guys figured it out? No, I don't think he meant that. I don't want to insinuate that. But it was kind of weird because I feel, feel like when there's a timeout, I've seen players take control and draw up plays, right? But yeah. usually there's still a suit in that meeting, <laughs> in that yeah. little huddle. To back away from it, that was kind of weird to me, so... I don't know. I mean, um they the a coaching change may be happening here in in Chicago. I, I don't I don't know if that's gonna be the answer. I mean, you're talking about a team though that's severely underachieving right now and not looking like what we thought they would be.
1: Hey, I mean you hate to see it this early, but I it's they always say like we always say on this show too like you can't fire the players you could yeah. maybe make a trade but it's also feels really early for that i don't know how a lot of gms got a lot of cap things to figure out they're probably not open to to making a deal that's going to save your season you you always see the cliche like you try and if you're a struggling team and you go to try and make a trade other gms are going to throw you an anchor yeah. they're not going to throw you a life vest mm-hmm. you know like they're they don't give a shit so um it's, it's tough. Gumpy, what do you think? Because this team seemed like we were talking about them making a playoff run. Like We were talking about them being back, back to the old Hawks.
0: I thought they were going to be way better this year. Uh, I think still give them time. You got to give every – I mean, it's still very, very early. The Leafs, I'm concerned that they are cooked. I think something had to be done after they got knocked out by the Habs. I really do. Something is a muck there, and I don't know what it is, but they're just – even if it was just like a, swi- a slight tweak, you know what I mean? I just feel like something had to be done to mix up that team just a little bit, something different.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing. With yeah, this, we talked about it. With this group, though, ahead, it's like you, you – they're going to find their way out of this. The analytics up to this point have been really favorable for them, right? They think yeah. They're leading the league in uh, chances off the rush, chances off the cycle. They're scoring chances from the house. Like, all these things they're leading the league in. They're just not scoring. So, eventually, those goals are going to start coming. Nothing's changed with this team, though. I don't yeah. really care what they're doing. They're going to get out of this at some point, and they're going to be in the playoffs. But that's where – the rubber is going to meet the road and they're going to be the same story yeah. it's been. And, 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 you know, I find that I haven't loved the makeup of this team. You know, you get Kyle Dubas in there and I want to, I want to be careful here. Cause I don't, I don't know Kyle Dubas at all, but he's built a very vanilla team and yeah. they only can win one way. And yep. when you're the yeah. other team, you have one job is don't, let them play the way they want to play. That's every objective for every team coming into a building. And so it, they kind of wanted to reinvent the wheel with this go, 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 skill, skill, skill. And, you know, I, I find it like, in my opinion, it's almost like, um, it's like you're, you're living in a house and you got, you're going out and you're buying fucking flat screens, big screen TVs in every room in the house. You're getting all the little bells and whistles. Hell yeah. But meanwhile, the, the roof's leaking, the foundations <laughs> crack, you know what I mean? Like the windows broken. Like, what are we doing? Like, you don't, you're not stable. You know what I'm saying? And and this is yeah. where this team is. And it's it's frustrating to watch because even in the bubble when they got bumped, Kyle Dubas said, I think we need to add some grit. It's taking you four years to or realize you need to add grit. Like, what are we talking about? And then and then the, the reaction was like you could just go buy grit. We're gonna go get Wayne Simmons. We're gonna go and we're gonna bring these guys. No, man, it's a foundational thing. You got to teach that with the Marleys. It's got to come up. It's got to be any player that walks through that door, this is the expectations. I, I agree with you, Gumps, man. This team is absolutely cooked because they didn't, they they're a very not just top heavy with their talent and their lineup. They're a surface level team. There's no depth to them at all.
0: And you got when when they hey, got it, John Tavares, it was Stanley Cup or bust. Yeah, that was it. When they brought in Tavares and paid him, it was Stanley Cup or bust. And you can play this way in the regular season, but we all know you get to the playoffs. It's a hot goalie yeah. and guys that know how to play a system every fucking
1: year. Every year. It's yeah. to your point, yeah. Rob. They're, they got a lot of guys that play the same way. And then the one guy that did kind of play a little bit of a different game, Zach Hyman, they, they, they were forced to let walk in free agency. They couldn't match that contract. And he, you know, props to him. He got fucking paid in Edmonton. And now he's with a team that's trying to do the same thing. You know, they're trying to change their identity. And he's a big piece of that. And it's, it's working for them so far. Edmonton looks like the real deal.
2: Yeah, no, they do. They do because they, they, they can win in different ways. And, and now you've gotten to the point with Edmonton where – I mean, you could talk about in Pittsburgh. You can talk about in Edmonton. You can talk about in Toronto. When you have a, a group of high-paid guys that are top-end guys, you, you need to have entry-level contracts, reclamation projects, cheap guys that are going to work out. That's where you, you got to go find these fucking guys they're not just going to show up on your doorstep and be like, hey, sign me to league minimum and I'm going to pot you 20. It's just not going to happen. You got to locate these guys, get them in there. And, uh, you know, even in Pittsburgh, it's always, uh, you know, actually let's stick in, in Edmonton. Who's going to play with Connor? Who's going to play with Leon? We don't really want to play them together all the time. And it's always been their lines one, two, and then three and four. It's been a turnstile door of, All right. Well, they're they're struggling here. James Neal's not working out, so we're going to bump up Zach Cassian. Oh, we're going to move Zach Cassian down. We're going to bump up this player. Oh, we're going to move this guy down. And now there's no defined roles. Like it's just a team of guys that are trying to win the lottery and go play with Connor McDavid. And and so you're not managing a game. You're not playing the game. And now what they have, they have a solid top two lines. They get Zach Hyman. They've got Yessi Poulier who's turned out to be really good. That top line solid, second line solid. Now you've got a third line with uh, um, with Warren Fogle. You got Ryan at center, and you got Zach Cassian. And now these guys know what their job is. They have defined roles. Toronto doesn't have that, and, and you know, and, and if you don't have that, it's not gonna it's not gonna produce wins in the in the important times of the year.
1: Hey, you're talking about rounding out a lineup. I got a little surprise for you, boys. Uh, We got another one here to jump in and kind of give us a little four-on-four here. Here we go. The Uh, hockey aficionado aficionado. himself.
4: Boys, how we doing? How we doing, Pop? Hey, I was down in the comments there for a while. I came in late on the moose. What a handsome devil that guy is, huh? Totally, right?
0: Absolute stud.
4: Did you guys have him about nails. social distancing and all that stuff over there? Did you lead off with that? I might have missed the beginning. Oh uh, shit!
1: Old, uh, yeah. We no, we we forgot. We yeah. didn't want to get into it with the. Uh, I think he had a PR guy like le- leaning over his shoulder Smart. in the back there.
4: Smart first guess. <laughs> Get you guys uh, blacklisted from the league completely with your first guest. That would have been a, a rough start. I thought you guys handled that well, though. Rupper I, I liked you with the raw and unplugged and authentic pitch after the. It was a great interview. I thought you guys did fantastic. Now I would like to add something though. Here, let's do it. So I think, you know, because you guys are live, there's a turnover of fans potentially watching in the comments. Need to hit that the Penguins are going to win the Stanley Cup every five to ten minutes. I don't know if you covered it yet today, but I was down in the comments last 15 minutes. I hadn't heard anything. I was just making sure that everybody knows. Sidney Crosby's coming back tomorrow. Some pies on told me in the chat. Sidney Crosby's back on the ice. He's hey, the player he coming out of the game He cave.
2: might. He might. He might, man. Look out if he comes back. I mean, I, I don't know, Pat, they, they, these fucking guys look pretty good without them. Uh, maybe, maybe you let the guy rest a little bit, let that wrist heal up all the way. No, or you
4: want him back right away, Robert? To be clear, I have not seen a single game of the Penguins yet. Okay, so <laughs> I, I have no idea how they are performing. But if they are great, I can't wait to see what they're like with the greatest. Yeah. Good on point. the ice.
2: Good point, man. Good point. Is Gino playing? No, he's out for a while. He, he probably be out till after Christmas. So they still got some work to do.
4: So we got a couple in the ambulance, but not for me. Young boys scoring. I saw that uh, that rookie scored six <laughs> goals or something like that in five games.
2: Who's that? Oh, uh, that O'Connor. O'Connor's on fire for the Pens. Yeah. How old is he? Oh. Uh, I don't the know DOC. What What's that? Daniel. The right? DOC. That's Drew O'Connor. <laughs> Drew,
1: Drew O'Connor. Uh-huh. Yeah. D-O-C. He's taking advantage, man,
2: and he might be able to get to play with might be able to get a bump in the lineup there and uh, potentially play with Sid at some point. So,
4: Oh, you get with Sid. thats a, You go straight to Toasty Land like Gensel did for a while. <laughs> Old Sid just kind of sets that <laughs> whole thing up. Quick question, rupper yeah. I missed this, but was this. Do you play those drums or are those not your drums?
2: <laughs> those are for show. Those are for show. Uh, I, I'm not musically inclined whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, no, I don't play them. Hey, I got a, I got a Sid I got a Sid story for you though, Pat. You'll like this before you. Yes, stop. Okay. this is go. what
4: hockey talk should be. Sidney <laughs> Crosby stories for an hour and a half, two hours. All right, so uh, story
2: time from Uncle
4: Rupper. So I'm sitting That's there, I'm, Florida Rupper.
2: <laughs> I go. <laughs> I, I signed I sign with the Penguins, right? And uh, so I'm coming from New Jersey, and I'm a, a depth guy, right? Third, fourth line guy. Um, you know, I was at that time, I wasn't providing much offense. I was fighting, getting hits, and, and being a role guy. So well, I'm a free agent, and, and Ray Shiro, the GM at the time, calls me and he's like, Hey, here's the deal. This is what we got here in Pittsburgh. We've got three centermen we got Crosby, we got Malkin, we've got Jordan Stahl. Uh, the way we like to roll our lines is. We'll roll lines one, two, three, and in line four, we like to just cycle uh, you know, recycle one of the, 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 centermen into the fourth line and you'll be a winger on that fourth line. So theoretically you'll play, you know, X amount of minutes, um, on the, f- on the fourth line with, with your fourth line, uh, center. And then, and then you're going to play half the time with either Sid, Gino, or, or Stalzy. That sounds like a pretty good deal. So I go there, and next thing you know, bud, like it's fucking December. I'm, I'm, I, I, and this is like the little kid in me, and and because I wasn't this type of guy. I'm looking in the in the standings of the, you know, you got your, you know, pregame reading material, whatever. I'm fucking like tied for goal scoring lead for the Pittsburgh Penguins with Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby on the team. It's December. It's almost Christmas. I'm like, this is unbelievable. I love it. These guys are hooking up. These guys were hooking me up with tap ins. Gino said to me the one shift, "Shit, you not. We're playing against the Philadelphia Flyers." And I'm like, "Hey, Gino, uh, when you go here, uh, do you want me to go here?" He goes, "Repper, go to the net, put your stick down." I go to the net. He passes the puck <laughs> in the net. Swear to God! And so I'm I'm getting numbers from these guys. My, my agent my agent calls me and he goes, "Hey, Rupper, we got to talk, bud. You got 12 goals. It's Christmas." <laughs> He goes, you're, you're playing yourself into a different caliber from free agency. So let's just get your mind right. The last half of the season, you know, you're, you, you're going to be, you're going to be that the, the guy to go after in free agency. I'm like, Oh, cool, man. I can't wait. This is awesome. Best decision I ever made. That was, that was halfway through the season. I scored one fucking goal the next 40 games. (laughs) And it was right right back to the fourth line. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, it got in my head. It got in my head with those guys. But
4: playing with those guys, man, they'll blow up your numbers. Uh, That's what I I thought about that with Gensel. Because his contract was up or something. And I was like, I'd rather take less money, I think, to play on Sid's line when Sid is going to continue to make it if you're going to make it to another contract as opposed to potentially going and taking the money grab elsewhere. Because it's probably a much different world. And that's the thing. And people know, I, I mean, I grew up in hockey town. You know, I know hockey. All right. Let's not, let's not get crazy oh, yeah. here, but Sydney is such an incredible player because it never feels like he's trying to put himself over. It's he's always trying to make the play for somebody else. And if he has to, okay, I guess I'll snipe one or I guess I'll put it on the back of my stick and do the Michigan around. If I have to, like, it always feels like, He's trying to set somebody else up. And I think that is why I appreciate him so much.
2: I, I got to cut you off there because you just mentioned Michigan and you just called Pittsburgh hockey town. And yeah. uh, I think your boy Foxy might have something to say about that. Yeah, they weren't I,
4: even invited to the tournament, Rob. Okay. Whenever <laughs> they had the bubble, the, the Red Wings weren't even fucking invited. Right? They, they we only played to, like four games. They didn't even get invited to the tournament, though. So they I don't even know.
2: They expand the rules during the bubble, so basically every team makes the playoffs except the Wings.
4: joke.
2: Oh, good.
4: That was great. All right, I appreciate. Hey, the Wings that. are hanging tough tonight. Hey, thanks well for you, jumping man. in,
2: Pat. Yeah, thanks, dude. Who's hanging tough? The Wings. wings the are Wings are hanging with tough the with cats. the Capitals it's right now. It's two-two. While I got you guys on here real quick, or Pat, while you're on here, and and hey, actually, Gumps, who's your NFL team? We haven't talked about that ever. Who's your <laughs> <father>? <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Oh, I knew this. Oh, I knew that. Sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Sorry. Hey. Everyone hold just story every Ruff. time the Dolphins brought up. This is rubber.
4: We had to talk about Miami being shit this morning or this afternoon. Then Jet passing dunked on him, and then you just <laughs> reminded him of it. <laughs> Tough day for God. But let's let's hey, you know what still, we'll say. Better than the best
0: day of the shipyard, boys. We're good. Hey, I'm not. We're not gonna.
2: <laughs> we're gonna keep this uplifting. That's why I want to talk to you about my Browns, Brown Steelers this weekend, Bud. What do we
4: got, Pat? Give me something here. Well, you know the interesting thing here is that. It would feel as if the Browns are on the up-and-up with the team that they have. You know, they got all that money invested. Uh, Baker said his shoulder feels better, you know, than it did last week. But that takes one tackle. Boom, that thing's right back to being terrible. Don't, say that. Don't back say that. do that. I, yeah. I, I just – Put Baker in on Sunday. <laughs> he would – the B- man. He would what? TJ, did you see that photo of TJ Watt posted of him coming out of the tunnel when he gets introduced last? He might have had a 72-inch vertical. Imagine <laughs> that fucking spider of a human going on your shoulder and that's with their already torn labrum and a fractured humerus and everything. Like wow, he's a maniac. Baker's a maniac, but Browns are a good squad, Rob. Browns right, are a good squad. It's about it. time. Let's do it, man. All right. Play the drums though, dude. Huh? Can we get that or no?
2: Yeah. <laughs> bass, play the Rupert drums, I, I, dude. I don't have anything. There's a lot of <laughs> Who are
4: they? Who's look, drumming? look
2: right here. No, I'm not. I'm not at my house. I'm at a friend's house. This look at the drumsticks right there. Like that's that's serious dedication. There's like 42 drumsticks in there. Might break them. <laughs> I, you don't do that because
4: you might break the drumsticks. So you gotta have others. <laughs> Whoever your friend is that pounds these drums, fucking goes as hard as possible. That's, that's what a, we do next week. Skins.
2: Next week, <laughs> I have a live. A live performance going on behind us. That's why I say we
4: go. a yeah, five-gallon
0: pail of drumsticks over there.
4: If they can do that little twirl thing and then the throw oh. thing and then the bam, snap it in half and then grab the next one. I mean, that would be rock star shit on hockey talk. I'm all about yeah. it. All right. Thanks for having me on. You guys are great. A little bit more penguin talk would be fantastic, but thank you, Rupper. All right, man. Thanks, buddy. All right, dump. Tomorrow's gonna be a better day. We're gonna hit that risk-free same game parlay, pal. You got it, pal. Hey, Frank, those bricks look good. Did you lay them yourself? <laughs> Thanks, man. Of course, I'm Italian. <laughs> Me too.
0: Big Frank came and put those in.
4: Hey, yes, right.
0: <laughs> hey, Dad, I got <laughs> some bricks I big big Frank, <laughs> Frank,
4: Hey, Frank's probably watching this, Frank Sr., and he's just like, oh, uh, yeah. that's my kid using the backdrop of bricks. As opposed to actual, fucking <laughs> yeah. clips. That's putting that's together his
0: Instagram post right now for it. Uh, he's laying concrete Big right now. Big Frank's Instagram is
4: up. jeez. Big oh, Frank's <laughs> Instagram is
0: untouched.
4: Untouched. Oh, that's uh, so good. Uh, hey, hey,
1: boys. Bad hosting on me, but I got to get this in. We got an ad read today. We uh, oh, CFO go? Phil sold an ad. We there's there's people watching the show and there's people who want in on this show to sell their product. Shout out to fucking. Ostrom, Ostrom beef sticks. Okay, Let's go this Ostrom. episode of Hockey Talk—that's Hockey Talks, powered by Ostrom, number one sports nutrition meat stick in the USA. Ostrom uses the highest quality cuts of meat in their sticks. They have a wide variety uh, that include the 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised ostrich, and elk, and all-natural turkey and chicken. This right here. This is the uh, sweet and spicy flavor. Delicious. I had the pepper flavor earlier at the office. Also delicious. The buffalo chicken was pretty damn good as well. Rupper, I think we got to send some of these out to you because I know you're always running from show to show, doing radio, doing TV. Yeah. You pound one of these things in between. You'll be good to go for the day. They got 12 grams of protein in each stick. It's the best.
2: Oh. Yeah, man. Check I them out. You can find them at your local. God, God. I'm all over that. Get those in my hands. I'll, be, I'll crush those the, while we're doing this show every week. I love those.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You can find them at GNC, Vitamin Shop, Smoothie King, and also online at Ostrom.com. That's O-S-T-R-I-M.com. And if you're watching or listening to us right now, uh, go head over to O-S-T-R-I-M, Ostrom.com. Use the code THT. Get 10% off your order. Go check them out. They're delicious. Uh, high, high protein. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's been a while since I had some beef sticks. And, I, you know, it, it brought back some good nostalgia, sitting there peeling the plastic, biting it into one of those things. It was delicious. Fucking macho, man, dude. Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, hey, hey, I'm hey, looking one around. Thing, uh, one thing I want to go throw ahead. out there real quick, and, and we didn't get to it. I mean, we appreciate Marcus hanging on there with us moose for a long time. But, dude, did you guys – did you – I should laugh at this. Did you guys see the Duhame's? his teammate there for the Wild, right? Duhame's first NHL goal. It's a yeah, – I love it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Those fans that haven't watched it, look it up. It happened the other night. Duhame, uh, he goes in and that drops his stick, or he gets a stick knocked out of his hands. He's bending down to pick his stick up, and the puck comes flying in and bounces off of him while he's trying to <laughs> – He's trying to pick up his utensil that he's supposed to use to put the puck in the net. It hits him and goes in. First NHL goal. Absolute beauty. I love it. I, I, wish, I wish I would remember this to see what the boys' reaction is, but I love that kind of stuff. Well, you remember like your brother? It's like Chino told
1: you, go to the net.
2: Yeah, what was yeah. your first goal? My first goal? Oh, dude, listen. This is, this is an something. Absolute, an absolute beauty top hey. shelf. Gumps, this is gonna, you're going to like this one, buddy. You're going to like this one. I always ask guys. And the reason why I ask is because I'm all cocky about who my first NHL goal is against. Because I say, who's your first NHL goal against? And I feel bad for the guys. It's like, oh, it was, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the guy who played two games in the league (laughs) is a goaltender. My first NHL game, I was playing for the Devils. On my birthday, actually. The Devils! On (laughs) my birthday. we were playing the Florida Panthers. Bobby Lou. Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo's in that. No oh, shit. He's early at the game on, tonight in Florida. And early on in the game, I get a deflection, um, a deflection goal, and they review it. I'm at the bench. And I'm like, come on. It was a little bit high. I put my stick up pretty high. They say no goal. I'm like, oh, that would have been great to score my first NHL game. Two shifts later, I get the puck. Dude, I don't even know what happened here. I, I, I just shot it right over Bobby Lou's glove. Bang, bar down in the far corner, goal. And I'm like, this is like unbelievable. I don't care if I ever play a game again after this. (laughs) Like the next period, I'm on a two-on-one with Patty Eliash. (laughs) He passes me the puck just inside the blue line. I had a two-on-one. Like, when do you ever see guys shoot from, like, the blue line? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm thinking. Nice. He passes me the puck just inside the blue line. I had a two-on-one. I shoot it, score a second goal, and I'm like, no. Bobby Lou. So that's my, uh, my <laughs> one. Every time Roberto Luongo got higher and higher in the all-time goals list, I'm like, this is awesome because that just helps my story even more. One of the best ever play the game I got my first snipes against.
1: He was so
2: good. Hey, didn't you, you have
1: got, a uh, you, got,
2: didn't you have hat trick against uh, King Henry? Yeah, with against Hanky in New York with the pen, with the hey, that was part. You had of the, a, you had a snipe there too. That was part they of fucking the, put your jersey in the rafters for that one, Rough. Hold on, that was part of the twelve goals I had by Christmas and never fucking scored again. That was part of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had Hattie. three were in one game. That's the best. Yeah. Luongo got a bad rap, man. He Bobby, when he Bobby went to, Vanco- to Vancouver. When he went to Vancouver, everyone there was all pissed off. I said, what would you do if someone put that 12-year contract in front of you for that much money? You'd tell them no? Right. Not a chance. Fuck off. Not a chance. That's not on him. That's not on him. You're worth whatever somebody's willing to pay you. 100%. 100%.
2: You're you're pesky stars, 1-1 with the Golden Knights right now. I know. On the power play right now, too, stars. Fucking
0: Florida might win this game here. Bruins Bruins were out shooting them like seventeen five at one point. Now it's two one. Florida's twenty-two shots to twenty. This game has flipped on its head.
1: No. Yeah. Hey, we got a lot of close games right now. They're all one goal games. We're tied. Let's uh let's wrap this up so we can all get out of here and watch some of these. Huh? Boys.
0: Let's get a live bet in here before we end. Something to live on. Here. What are you going oh, with? Oh, here we go. What do you got?
2: Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give you something here, okay? You, you do We're your thing. I'm here. gonna try to figure something here. What we got time wise and with these teams? Let's say. Let's All go. Right.
0: Let's go. Let's go. Leafs comeback plus two twenty five money line.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. You guys did this to me last week with the Bruins, and it <laughs> fucked me. I will say though. <laughs> You got you got right at the end of the second period, Blackhawks on the power play. You're gonna have a clean sheet for the start of the third. So you're you playing with that's fire over? doing that while they're on the power play. But I I think that I like that. I kind of like that.
0: I mean the the in the in game play hasn't lost on that hockey talk. The coin twenty nine and zero. <laughs> the in game live play has not lost zero and zero to this day. I saw the coin.
1: God damn the it! Gump. Too, that the coin's out. actually on fire. On the clear. coin is, the coin the is hot.
0: <laughs> the it coin is, is so very hot. All right,
1: I'm logging into FanDuel right now, and I'm doubling down on the Leafs. I'm doing it again here, plus two twenty-five money line. Here we go. You know what? And with that, so it's it's two
0: one over five and a half goals is plus one seventy-six. I don't gum. Yeah. You Can't do All it. Right. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna break my bank here. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll stick with the Leafs. But if the over hits, we're on
1: that too. Just remember,
0: <laughs> <laughs> noted. <it.
1: laughs> Put it shut, in the notes shout out to everyone in the chat for following along I appreciate it I saw Bill in there Pat obviously for jumping on with us that was huge we appreciate it also Marcus Felino for joining us for a good bit of time there I thought we were gonna, I thought we were only gonna have like 15 20 minutes with us he was he was in there for a long time we appreciate that greatly Ruppy thanks for uh, booking that and, and making that happen we look forward to more of those from you uh, boys any final words here before we wrap it up.
2: Uh, I, my big thing. I, I love your guys' predictions. On uh, we got the undefeated teams. Some playing tonight. We've got Edmonton coming up on the late game against Philly. So you got Edmonton undefeated. Panthers who got two one lead on the Bruins right now undefeated. Carolinas undefeated. There's one more. Who am I missing? Oh um, boy! Well, I'm gonna look it's right sweet. here. I got it right here. Um, okay, so we got Carolina. You got uh, Florida. St. Louis, the Blues. St. Louis, thank you. St. Louis. Who do you guys think is going to run this the longest, be un- unbeaten the longest?
1: Well, I'm going to say Edmonton, but I also took them uh, to win later tonight, so that is usually the kiss of death uh, in
2: Didn't my tell book, you So why. But I'm, I'm sticking with the Oilers.
0: The Panthers are cooking, and I love there. Big Bob, so I'll go with the Panthers.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go Panthers too. I, I think the Panthers are they're dialed in. They're dialed in, man. So it's been fun, fellas. All right appreciate everyone following along thank you
1: guys so much go follow us we just got a new Instagram at that hockey talk uh, follow us along on Twitter we'll be posting clips uh, clips from the show clips from all the games highlights goals hits fights everything you got it uh, follow Rupper too there's a lot of people in this chat and I know Rupper had a lot of followers going into this but I know all the people in the chat aren't following Rupper what are you at Rupper 1771 oh, did I get those
2: numbers right Hey, you know what? I'm trying to get my Instagram game up. I'm more active on Twitter, but let's go. I, I, I don't even know what my handle is. I'm going to look right now. Yeah, I'm. Uh, what am I? Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> r- at Rubber17 on Twitter. At, 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 at that's on me. At Rubber1771. Rubber17. 1771.
1: So. Go give him a follow. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for rocking with us so much. Uh, and that's hockey Talk.